On the cover, Darren and Todd Roman sit across from each other at a table piled with tacos. Behind them is a window through which we can see the Baroness squaring off with Cybersaurus Hex in front of a half-demolished museum. Bees frame the edges of the cover, their eyes glowing a sickly green. Issue 12, Behavior Adjustment. episode 13 i want to start weirdly enough uh well not not even weirdly i just want to start where we left i want to start with darren and todd roman going to taco bell because mm. i'm into it bean burritos <laughs> i was actually going to ask uh so two things first off are you taking todd and cooper with you or are you leaving them with like the bro disciples and the pyro cosplayers and the t-rex skeleton Mm-mm, no they are definitely they are attached to my hip like okay. not literally but they are very much with me okay. right now can you do that can you I think I, you you probably line. could. Yeah. Well, my form isn't necessarily in the muffin. Yeah, it's a little, like, it's a little more fluid. It's yeah, little, yeah, I'm very fluid. So you can reach out some cilia and just like yeah, yeah Aww, some vines. Like those yeah. back, like those backpacks that children wear at the mall where they like yes. strap them yeah, and yeah. on. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I have those. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, uh, Todd and Cooper, being like eight to nine years old, might bristle a little bit at being on a leash, but. Uh, they're also pretty excited to be going out with uh, Todd Roman mm-hmm. uh, and their pal Darren mm-hmm. to the Taco Bell, which yes. is apparently across the street from the uh, Apex City Museum of uh, Natural and Paranatural Super History. Yeah, that's a great spot for a Taco that's Bell. That's a great spot for a Taco Bell. It's a prime location. It's a really fancy Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing exists. It oh, have you it's seen still the got art? its 90s decor and everything. Have you seen the art? <laughs> so, yeah, Art Deco Taco Bell. What is Darren having at the Taco Bell? Oh, uh, a bean burrito and churros. Okay. Todd Roman gets himself a chalupa and a uh, Mountain oh Dew Baja Blast Freezy, as oh you do. Uh, it pains me that you know that nomenclature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a love of trash food. Also, Mountain Dew Baja Blast Freezies are delicious. Thank you. As you two are kind of hanging out, uh, first off, obviously he's very interested in Piro. Mm-hmm. And he says that he saw them go into the museum, but um, like it seemed like there was some stuff going down in there. Do you think they're going to be okay? I don't think there'll be any serious loss of life. He looks a little bit horrified. <laughs> so like, someone could die? <laughs> well, Officer Darren sometimes says that when bad things happen and they escalate, sometimes people can get hurt. But my friends are very... Somewhat trained to <laughs> those types of situations. And he kind of like fidgets and like sips a little bit at his freezy. Okay, so like, would you be able, would you be willing to introduce me? I just, I really want to thank them for helping me out. And I know, I know they seem like kind of a loner, but um, if you know them, maybe you could like, like foot in the door kind of thing. I would be really happy to speak well on your behalf. And giving thanks for a good deed is very kind of you. At the same time, I know that this culture is a bit more private in who they let into their lives. And I hope that's something that can be respected, too. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Like, I'm not trying to be like a like a creep or anything. I just, I feel like, like something was done for me that was really above and beyond what was necessary. And um, I just, I just thought maybe I could give back a little bit. 
Do you have a form of communication I could provide? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. He's got this little wallet clip thingy that's just full of cards. He gives one of those to you, and um, it's, it's, we, we talked about this card earlier. It's well, basically like, Todd. yeah, it's, it's all of his like contact information, like social media, personal numbers, that kind of stuff. Mm. And he kind of like starts playing with his drink a little bit. And he's like, I, I've kind of been thinking that maybe I could do a little more with like the things that I have. I just feel inspired, and I wanted to talk to you about that. And I think at this point, I want to move over, over to Piro. Yay. We're back over at the museum. Yep. Tony Rex is kind of taking a step off, and he's making a call. He's got, like, a little earpiece in. Wow, he's clicked in. And we get these panels in the background of the scene where he's just making this call. But I want to see what you three are up to. So, William, your hands are stuck up to basically your elbow in stone around a control rod. How are you dealing with that? Or are you dealing with that at this point? The stone, like... Connected to the control rod? Is it like yes? Okay, so it is it's all like, like essentially out. one piece now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how to deal with that. Okay. <laughs> what What do those panels look like? Where William is just kind of like stuck to this thing, maybe trying to figure it out. But yeah, basically, he's just confused. Okay. He's trying to like pull his arms out, but he can't. And like, yeah. I'm not sure he really wants to whack it on anything because he doesn't want to break it. Sure. Sure. Actually, I know what I'll do. I'll just summon a demon and try and have them cut it. So you, you've got your demon up, and we've got this in kind of the background where it's trying to, like, get through this stone. We'll get to Jack that in him. just a sec. Nail file. Nail file. And you're kind of in the middle of all this rubble because, first off, there was a fight with a T-Rex skeleton covered in cybernetic, uh, you know, parts. The Baroness definitely caused a bit of collateral damage in the middle of this place. It is al- almost entirely abandoned, and there is just rubble everywhere. And Piero still has that mask around their head. Sure. So what are you doing? How about, let's, do I, no, I lose my burn at the end of the session, so I don't have any of that left. Yes. Yeah, your burn but is The mask gone. is just still around me. Yes. Okay, I understand now. Yeah. Uh, let's just, let's just snatch that mask and just Okay, it. you're just trying to, like, pull it off? Yeah. Okay. So you grab it, and you yank a little bit, and it does eventually come off, but it's definitely oh, not no. wanting to let go. Like I said, it, it takes a couple of tries, but you eventually get it to let go and come off. Cool. And as you do, you kind of find yourself out sort of in the middle of the uh, museum here. Were you going to stick around and just watch for these people? Because again, Hex is unconscious at this point. Tony Rex is calling somebody, assumably to take care of this. Uh, I'm a little concerned with, uh, with stone hands over there. With William? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're at this point going to try and help William get his, yeah, get his I, hands free. Yeah, I'm picturing okay. uh, miming a chisel. To the bareness. Yes. Um, a couple of things you notice. Okay. So you're in rhino mode right now. Yes. And part of that is that you've got this cybernetic rhino horn. And you notice that the prone form of Hex actually has that same horn. What? Yeah. So he is, to, to recap, he's a fairly large dude. A uh-huh. lot of him is cybernetics. Yes. He was wearing a cowboy hat. When William took that hat off, he's got that horn under that hat. Okay, so I am definitely looking at that. Yeah, he is unconscious right now. Yeah, I'm. I just want to. I, I want to inspect it as <laughs> detail as I can with every sure. cybernetic enhancement I have. Sure, sure. Let's go ahead. I don't think I'm really going to make your roll for that at this point. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 bewildering. It looks exactly like yours. It doesn't pick up any differently. Like weirdly enough, it has the same. Like it's. You have a Wi-Fi signal, yes. so does Hex, and it's the same signal. Interesting. Yeah. What happens if I touch the horns together? Nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> but I think that's a good panel. So, William, 
I would like at this point for you to roll to unleash your powers, because you are trying to overcome an obstacle, that being that you are stuck in stone. Uh, Magic stone. Let me try and use that roll again. I would. You know I'm bad at that. Well. That is freak, right? That is freak. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, come on. What you got? That is a total of three. Okay. <laughs> so, William summons up his demon. Pyro is out there kind of like chiseling at yeah. it with a you know, magic mind chisel. Cool. Two things happen. You do manage to get a little chip off. When it touches the floor, it grows to like a three-foot square. And the stone that's around your arm slowly creeps up a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Tony Rex at this point is getting off of his uh, call... And he kind of heads back over towards the Baroness. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I called in my friend Buzz. He's kind of like a protege. Um, he's going to come help watch Hex for me. Would you mind waiting for him? I will. And he kind of looks over to where William and Piero are uh, making matters slightly worse. I think I know somebody that can help your friend. But um, I don't want to leave Hex unguarded, obviously. <sighs> I will wait for your insect companion. Thanks. Uh, and he heads back over towards William and Piero. You got yourself stuck there. A little bit. And he looks kind of sheepish. He like, like, this is kind of an awkward thing for him. I have an acquaintance that might be able to help you out. But um, it's not really someone that I like to call on favors very often. Okay. Are you sure you can't get yourself out? Because the first time you tried, it made it worse. Is William the kind of person that would try again? Frankly, at this point, I think so. I think he sees a new magical object and is frustrated by his inability to do anything besides his own, Mm -hmm. like, summoning magic. Sure. And I feel like he would want to... uh, Want to explore this a little bit? Persist at this Mm -hmm. and try and do it on his own. Let's go ahead and just have you make that roll one more time, um, and we'll see what happens. Nope. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. So William gives it the old college try. Um, you remember that uh, Hex, when he had kind of put you into this thing, said something in a language you didn't understand, and maybe that's the key to this. Okay. Um, and when you try and repeat that, it turns uh, from this... Because it was kind of like a nice like like sandstone kind of thing. It turns into granite. And he kind of sees you do that, and he's like, Oh, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm sorry, this is a me thing. I shouldn't drag you into this. I know someone that can help. We should We should go get help. Okay, fair enough. Tony Rex is a good dude. <sighs> what, do you, what do you know about Horace? Oh, no. <laughs> so, as a, as a brief aside, Horace is a uh, well-known hero in the setting. Uh, she is known for causing lots of collateral damage. Uh, but she, magic user? Oh, yes. Okay. She claims to be the actual incarnation of the Egyptian god of the sky. Sweet. I haven't met Horus yet. Okay. Uh, well, and he looks over at Piero. Any moral support I would be more than thankful for. <laughs> Thumbs up. Come on, kids. And he heads out, uh, out front of the museum. So meanwhile, back to the Taco Bell. Mm. Conversation has kind of turned on to um, what you guys are into. Todd's just at least trying to make polite conversation while they're waiting on someone to show up for the skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he has mentioned a couple of things. First off, 
he was hoping to get to get in contact with Kiru sooner rather than later because he's actually going to be out of town uh, out of town soon. His group of brocycles is going to be a uh, working stage for Evergreen, who is a person that you might be familiar with. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Evergreen is a superhero slash rock star. Yes. Uh, has kind of a David Bowie vibe. Nice. Plant person. He is himself uh, mostly plant <laughs> matter with, like, needle hair. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a really cool dude and he's doing a lot of like ecological outreach stuff that i'm really into right now i was hoping that i could like because we're they're, they're playing a concert it's actually starting in apex city and so i was gonna maybe give some tickets to to piero and maybe piero's friends <laughs> i think darren is hyperventilating a little bit in the backgrounds of these panels, we get a couple of things. First mm-hmm. off, we can see Tony Rex come out of the museum with uh, Piero and William. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Rex turns into a dinosaur, into his giant T-Rex form, and basically has the two of them ride him. Because oh, yes. that's going to be the fastest thing to get <laughs> <Yes. there. laughs> I can still that. fly. You can, but I mean, if you want to ride a dino, you can. Or that also sounds cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then they kind of stomp off the street. A couple of panels later, we see the form of Buzz, the uh, B-Man, trailing his super suit, fly into the museum, and then we get back over to Todd and Darren. Now, I, if I understand right, you're from space? I, I come from a different planet, but I don't live in space. Very little lives in space. I mean, that's cool, though. Like, you're, you're from outer space. Like, I've, never, I've never met an outer space person before that I know of. What's it like? Um... It feels confusing sometimes. I think that there's a lot of miscommunication that I don't understand. But but everyone's pretty friendly for the most part, I would say. No no one is no one has chased me out of town with the A fork yet. And Todd just like slowly sips at his freezy. I don't know who would chase you out of town with a fork. You seem pretty chill. You know those things like in the old movies where they have like the Flames. Yeah, yeah, like, like a pitchfork or like a torch. Yeah, yeah. pitchfork! Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, there is... I think that there's some mysteries between us. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I sometimes think that there is a, a disconnect between people who don't look quite right here. And on my planet, there's a lot more recognition that people look different. And he kind of, like, nods. That's deep. That's, that's real deep. Like... In the ground? Yeah, like underground, but it should be above ground. We should talk about that more. Above ground. Yes. Yes. Buzz has now entered. You have been alone with Cybersaurus Hex for a couple of minutes, Baroness. Uh-huh. Uh, in that time, you do notice that he is slowly starting to kind of stir back into <clears throat> consciousness. I find the biggest piece of rubble and drop it on his head. <laughs> just trying to knock him out? Yes, just trying okay. to knock him back out. Yep. You're so He's pragmatic. Easy, easy enough. <laughs> Easy enough. He's he's more or less out at this point. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure it stays that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been doing anything in these minutes while you've been just chilling out? Or oh, I, I'm bum looking him over. I'm trying okay. to figure out where the cybernetics end and the rest of him begins. Sure. I will actually. We'll, we'll call that an assess. Okay. That's a good roll. So what do I add to assess? Superior. Superior. Okay, that's nothing. So I got a nine. Okay. So on a seven to nine, I believe mm-hmm. you get one of those. Go ahead and give me, give me one of those. What here can I use 
to understand Hex. Sure. Uh, much like you have uh, mm-hmm. a USB port, Hex has a USB port. Yes. You could just directly link your system. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to know. You have to know. I have to know. I'm going to okay. go with, I'm going to interpret the brain as knowledge at this time. Okay. I have to know. I'm going to do it. Okay. Wait. But then if you would have gone aggressive, you would have still done it. What is the point of the dice? I might have kicked him first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I'm just so, just questioning. So you so you link up your system to to his. Yes. And time when you do this kind of doesn't mean a whole lot because you're operating in like you know mm-hmm. electronic time as opposed to real person time. Right. So and electrons function on metric time as we all know. Yes, metric time is a whole different thing. Yeah. So I want you to I want you to roll plus your armature track. Okay. Plus a permager. That's nine. Okay. You get that little spinning armager logo. Uh-huh. You know, the shield with the swords crossed and the bear yes. on it. And you get a whole list of like maybe three dozen files. Ooh. And you probably have time to access a couple of them. What information are you looking for? I really want to know more about armager. Okay. So maybe just like, like root files just to figure out like... Yeah. Just to like... Any information I can get on them, like okay. where they are, what they are. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you break into basically his kind of root access file to see what is, you know, where this armor is registered to, yeah. who it's registered to. Um, and you get a couple of things that give you pause. Okay. Uh, the first thing is that you notice that the serial number on his armor and your armor is not just similar, it is exactly the same. Huh. As far as you can tell, this is your armor he's wearing. Huh. Okay. Um, Secondly, the timestamp on this armor uh, is 2199. It's from the future. <gasps> Interesting. Okay, gear is 2199. I was thinking military time. Yeah, the year is 2199. So the armor that he is wearing is Metric your time. armor. Yeah. 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 Is time. your armor from the future. Okay, so he is... Yeah, okay, okay. That's um, dope. That's, that's a little <laughs> bit trippy. And as you access this, mm-hmm. there is kind of like an alarm siren that's going off in your armor. Uh-huh. As you're accessing his, his is accessing yours. I see. I see. Uh, uh-huh. So you can either uh, take a powerful blow, stay in, maybe get a little more information. <laughs> or you can disconnect. I'm going to stay in there. All right, take, take a powerful blow. I took the risk already. I'm going to take, take that powerful blow. How do you do this? Not Four. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you you feel your USB port starting to overheat. It's starting to frazzle a little bit, but you keep going. Okay. Um, so are you still looking at this point for who this belongs to? Yeah, more about who. More about who? Okay. Yeah. So you dive a little deeper into these root files and you start looking up, you know, programmer names, um, uh, corporations that made the tech that yeah. go into it, and you get down into like the really base kind of roots, mm-hmm. and you find who the base tech is registered to, mm-hmm. and the, the top layer of that is that it is registered to the Heron Group, which is the big biomedical you know, corporation in, right. in Apex City. Uh, you can tell that there's stuff below that, but you know that it is, the tech itself was developed by Heron. Okay. So I guess the question is, do you want to stay in? Oh, geez. <laughs> and see who might be below that. I would like a name. Okay. Do you, do you want to... 
I'm gonna do it one more time. Okay, please. Let's, let's see. Let's see what this here. What do you got? Nine. Nine. Okay. okay. So on the seven to nine list. Okay. Lash out verbally. I'm gonna say lashing out verbally is probably not an option. Yeah. There's either. no one around. Yeah. Mark two conditions or give ground. I'm gonna mark two conditions. What you gonna mark? I'm gonna be angry. Okay. And angry and insecure. Okay. So this is the last one you're going to get before it just flat out kicks yeah, you out. Yeah, that's fine. But you dig down uh, past the files in Heron, mm-hmm. and you go through a couple of different shell companies, and eventually what you come back to is a spinning uh, logo. It's the Armager logo, registered trademark of the Infernus Corporation. Oh, <gasps> God! <laughs> and at that point, your USB port just fries out, um, and you are physically pushed back. And Hex, at this point, has rebooted. Yeah. And he's kind of standing up. Buzz has just entered the room. Uh-huh. And he kind of looks over at you and he goes, Baroness! <laughs> B-Man. Hex goes, I'll see you later. And then he points a hand over at Buzz and says a word. <laughs> a beam comes out of his hand. Beam. Okay. A beam. <laughs> I heard bean. No, a beam. Like, okay. a, like an energy beam. Yes. Intel. <laughs> Hits Buzz in the chest. Uh-huh. Buzz immediately just discorporates. His bees scatter. Okay. A few of them just fall to the ground, like ah. obviously dead, and the, the swarm splits in two and just disperses. Ooh. And Hex looks back over at you. I'll be taking my leave now, if you don't mind. I, I do mind. <laughs> He doesn't have his hat on. He doesn't have his hat on. That's right. Well, and he just turns and starts walking out the uh, out the out the museum. So, are you going to try and stop him? And if so, how? I feel like I should try to stop him. Yes. About B man. I know. I am also concerned Text about B man. Oh, that's true. I could. I right, tell you what. Let's pause that scene okay. right there and let you think about yes, it. Yes, I am think not going to be able to see that text <laughs> <laughs> because I want to get back over to uh, William and Piero. Uh. So Tony Rex has been stomping around town with you guys on his back, and as far as you can tell, he's not really going anywhere in particular. Oh, great! Every so often, he'll kind of look up and just see a landmark or something, and then turn in a random direction. Oh, okay. And eventually, he stops in front of an abandoned warehouse. Why are there so many abandoned buildings in this city? I mean, there's an awful lot of super crime. <laughs> Don't worry, this one's supposed to be here. Oh, okay. And he shrinks back down into normal person size and heads over towards the door and just kind of knocks. After a couple of seconds, the door opens and there is a woman standing in it. She's not very tall, um, but she's not like super, super short. She's kind of average on height. Really dark, like, olive kind of skin. Her hair's back up in this big sort of bun sort of thing. And she's wearing a red shawl over what looks to be a black sort of spandex thing with a red gem in the middle. And she looks at at you, and she looks at Tony, and she sighs deeply. (laughs) (sighs) Come on in, guys. And she opens the door for you. And you can see inside, this does not look like an abandoned warehouse. Uh, This is a pretty nicely appointed magical sanctuary looking thing. There's a big picture window. There's, uh, you know, things hanging from the ceiling. There's couches. There's incense going all over the place. There's just a big heap of gold in one corner that's got stuff sticking out of it, like like just artifacts. And she waves you inside. Yeah, yeah, come on. And Tony heads in. Sure, why not? And she closes the door behind you and the atmosphere changes. It's a little bit warmer. It feels like you're maybe, you know, uh, somewhere arid at this point. 
And Tony kind of looks over and he goes, hey, so, uh, and she holds up a hand. Let me, let me just, let me just. You took on some more dumb kids. They got themselves in trouble and you need my help to fix it. And Tony kind of like rubs the back of his head. Yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. William. William was helping me with, uh, Cybersaurus Hex. And he got his hand stuck <clears throat> in a control rod. Hex did some sort of magical thing. And she's like, stop, I don't care. Here's what I need from you, Tony. Um, I'll help your kids, but I need your projector this Friday night. <laughs> and she points over towards one of the corner where there's, there's like just an old can roll of film. I trapped a demon in there and I need to excise it and you're the only person I know that has a projector. And he's like, oh, but come on. Friday night is, is the Godzilla marathon. Look, Adriana. And she holds up a hand and furious. No, you do not get to call me that. Adriana's not here. This is Horace. I don't get that life because Adriana was a stupid girl who had a fling with a stupid dinosaur and touched a stupid gem, and now Adriana gets to fight bug-fucking horrors from beyond the stars for all eternity. So no, Tony, Horace, thank you. And she reaches over and just grabs the rod and jerks, and you feel your wrists pop, and the stone just kind of shatters away from your arms. And she holds that out to you. This belongs in a museum. It was in a museum. Good. Maybe take it back. And she hands it over to you. It's a control rod. Minor magical artifact from the Age of Gilgamesh. It can control stone. So, wait. I take it. If it can control stone, how is he using it to make a dinosaur work? She baps you on the head with it. What's a fossil? But how is he? She was. He was making it metal. Yeah, Cybersaurus Hex. That's the cyber part. I take it. And she looks over at the two of you. That doesn't make any sense. And she looks over at the two of you. Look, I'm sorry you had to see that. And she looks over at Tony. Could you kindly get out of my house? And Tony just kind of like holds up his hands and walks back. And uh, So ancient Sumerian is what I need to be looking at. (sighs) (laughs) William, right? Yeah. That... Yeah. Is probably tip of the iceberg. If you want to start learning magic, fine. Go with that. Learn some Sumerian, cast a couple spells, make yourself a rock friend. I don't care. That would be pretty cool, to be fair. (laughs) Just understand that, like a lot of ancient artifacts, it's not going to be all upside. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be. Demon summon isn't isn't exactly, like, super fun in its own right. Wait, demons? Yeah. My demon friend is still summoned beside me. And she kind of looks over, just realizing this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a talk. And she snaps her fingers and a chair appears behind her and she sits down. Go find yourself something to sit on. I'm sorry, we haven't met. Horse. With which hand? Uh, left hand. Left hand, so non-spot hand. Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you both magic-y magic people? Is that what I get here? I have no idea what... Their shtick is. I shrug. I, I don't really know either. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess Tony brought you to me for a reason. Fine. Let me teach you a couple of things before I kick you out of my house, because I frankly don't like any of you. Oh. <laughs> I love her. I also <laughs> love her. And she kind of looks over at you, and then kind of looks Piro up and down, sees the mask. Okay, I see what's going on here. What do you guys know about cosmology? Like, how this whole system is put together... I thought she meant makeup. There's this world that we all live on, Mm -hmm. 
And then when you go physically out from that, you get space. I don't deal with space. I deal with the sky. So metaphysically, when you get off the ground, you're in the sky, and anything past this is the sky. And past that, you get gods, you get monsters, you get your demons, you get your hell dimensions, you get all sorts of crazy bullshit. That is what I deal with. Because those things can drop straight out of the sky and into the middle of Apex City. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. People messing around with artifacts that they don't understand is a really key way to make that happen. I agree. And I see at least one of those in my living room right now. You don't talk much, do you? I shake my head. Cool. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm inclined to just burn you to a cinder where you stand. Wow. Because I've seen those before. Oh. And I don't think that's going to end well for you. Yeah. You, you want to tell me what that is? Because I want to know. <laughs> sure. That's a resonance mask. And what it does is it condenses its wielder uh, down into a point of emotional resonance. And that creates a hole for something really horrible to interact with our world. Awesome. Not actually awesome, but, like, that's really cool. <laughs> and the main Are you saying this in-game? Yep. Like, no, yep. you twist! <laughs> that is in-character. Yeah. William is finally being told something about right. magic just besides the limited amount right. of information he's been given. This is awesome. Now, the main reason that you're, you're going to be able to walk out of here today is that much as Tony is a pain in my ass, I don't actually want to destroy him emotionally. And if he brought you here, that means he at least likes you. Dinosaur dad. <laughs> but you gotta get that shit on lockdown. Uh, or it is going to end you and everyone around you. That's fair. When I said that belongs in a museum, I, I really meant that. You're playing with minor but primal forces here. Earth is the foundation for everything that we do. That controls Earth. Okay. So if you really want to learn how to use that control rod, sure. But I cannot stress enough how careful you need to be. So take it slow. Very. Okay. Also, demons, what the hell? I mean, they do tend to come from somewhere that probably resembles hell, yes. Yes. Why do you have them? I mean, technically they only respond to me because my bloodline. This isn't one of those vampire things, is it? Like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about that later. Look, um... So your family is in demons? Is that what I get? It's quite possible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to poke too much in that. Yeah, I won't uh, elaborate much further. Cool. Look, I've had a really long... ever. And, frankly, you guys are starting to annoy me. So if you wouldn't mind, Dor... Cool, yes. Any other clues besides ancient Sumerian to figuring this thing out? No, not a one. Okay, that's fair. Walk before you can swim. Seriously, mask on lockdown. Got it? I, I nod. Okay. Uh, oh, and probably try and stay away from uh, really strong negative emotions. They, they like that. Don't get sad or angry or afraid. Afraid is bad. Cool? Yes, great. And she opens the door for you. Okay. But insecure is fine. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. But you're afraid right now. I am afraid right now. And angry, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> and with that, Horace unceremoniously kicks you out of her house. Great. Okay. You are now on the street, 
Tony is kind of hanging out across the street. Looks like he is making another call. And we're going to get back to Darren. <laughs> At this point, uh, Taco Bell is mostly done. Mm-hmm. And the police have showed up. Uh, at the museum, and I want to kind of get into the museum uh-huh. right quick. Yeah. But what you can see from outside is that there are. It looks like a very small squad of people trying to figure out how to get this skeleton back inside and kind of failing. Oh no! Uh, the brociples are working with them, but there's not a whole lot they can do because, mm. like, they can't lift a giant T Rex skeleton. And it's basically like two squad cars here, just trying to figure out what do about this. Yeah. What's Darren doing at this point? Uh, I think Darren uh, would be quite full from eating all of those cinnamon twists. <laughs> and would be walking kind of slowly uh, with Ty and Cooper, who would also be playing with their little Taco Bell toys. Yes. That they got from the store. Obvi- the they ta- got from Taco Bell. The Taco Bell toys are obviously Tony Rex Dakotas. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> what else would they be? Why not? <laughs> Doy. And we're walking down the street. And I feel like I would feel like the, oh... I should clean up this mess, uh, because that's right, the threat has passed. Yes. And now I can put the dead animal bones back into the dead animal house. <laughs> and as it should be. So I would approach the police, I would say, hello, officers. Uh, and they kind of turn around and look at you and just sort of like wave. Because these are not officers that you know personally, These are, pre- but they do know of you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hey, um... How? And they just kind of point at the skeleton. Oh. Do you think mm. you could lend a hand with that? I can lend all of my hands to this. So meanwhile inside, Hex is making his way. Uh, he's about halfway through the museum uh-huh. at this point. So, wait! I'm gonna yell at him. And he kind of waves over his shoulder. Not gonna happen! Take me with you! <gasps> oh. And he pauses for a second. Interesting proposition there. He kind of looks back over his shoulder. Can I charge him in the face? <laughs> directly engage a threat. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. Directly engage that threat. Oh. That's an eight. Uh, do you want to use either of your moves? I've already caused so much damage to you this, have, this museum. You have. Do you want to cause more? I'm gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, go ahead and pick two. I'm going to smash I, I this guy this, up. I know what this damage is going to be. It's going to be great. Go for no! it. No! Go for it. I just saved it! <laughs> That's still outside. Go for it. Okay. What I want to take something from him. Okay. What do you want to take? His ability to run away. Okay. He's going to stay here. Okay. And I am also going to resist or avoid his blows. Okay. So I think what you do um, mm-hmm. is you just rhino charge him. Yes. Um, and you impale him... Uh, on your rhino horn and charge through a couple of walls. Um, and you end up in the parking lot uh, with him gored to the asphalt, right in front of the cops and Darren. The entire left wing, sort of the, uh, the west wing where that uh, T-Rex was, just collapses. So there's, there's no showroom to put that T-Rex skeleton back in at this point. And Hex kind of looks down at his impaled form and sputters a little bit. Ah, you know you're only hurting yourself, right? Yeah, I've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) What do? (laughs) What do? Uh, uh, I'm still full. Like, I'm. Uh, uh, citizens, hold on, and I will 
Going to unleash my powers. Roll to unleash my powers. What are you, what are you trying to do? I am going uh, to make the ground, like the sidewalk that they are on, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to make it less dense so they sink into it. Okay, so like, like, like kind of bridge. Yeah, thing. like the bridge between, yeah. but much smaller. Okay, like uh, like go only ahead. like the... Go ahead and unleash those powers. Okay. Okay. Hockey day. Oh, no. Oh, I like where this is going. Oh, oh no. It's <laughs> spinning die. Okay. All right. Okay. Plus uh, freak. Ten. Nice. Nice. So you do the thing. You make well, the ground. Yeah. Ten. Yeah, ten. You do the thing. Yes. You make the ground spongy. And are you just trying to trap these two at this point? Yes. Okay. So the Baroness Hold and them Hex. Down. The Baroness and Hex sink. Mm-hmm. I think probably about to the waist before this resolidifies. And the uh, the officers at this point have you know weapons drawn and are kind of pointing them at both of them. Don't move. Don't move. I think I can arrange that. Hex just kind of looks up at you and he goes, you know, this is going to lead to all sorts of awkward questions. Like like what? Oh, like how you're aiding and abetting me escaping. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> so, Piro and William, you guys are sort of outside with uh, Tony Rex. And you can hear from the sky this sort of buzzing. Uh, and when you say sky. I mean the sky. That's like a, the actual sky. That is a great question. Not you the do, metaphysical sky. You've just had an experience. You're not sure. <laughs> great. But it's from above. Uh. You hear this buzzing, and there is very suddenly a swarm upon you. Just bees everywhere. They swoop down, and they start picking people off the ground. And you don't know where they're going after that. But there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of chaos. What do you do? What? Yeah. <laughs> Let's... I'm. I am going to, like, wave wave a, wave my arms around like I got a stick. Okay. And then I'm gonna like drop something, like pretend to drop something in there, like hold it so it's a net. And I'm gonna net the bees. <laughs> okay, you're gonna start trying to net bees. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, how is William responding to this? He's got a lot going on in his head right now. Sure, sure. So he might just like freeze a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay. pretty much. No, that's, like, that's why are there bees? I thought... That's okay. perfectly fine. All right. Um, Piro, go ahead and unleash your powers. Ooh. Oh. I'm not a spinning dice. Spinning that's a dice six. Dice. Six. Plus, plus, plus freak. Uh, nine. So you can either uh, take a condition or make this unstable or temporary. Uh, unstable and temporary. Unstable or temporary? Okay. So you, you know, net a couple of bees. And net bees and then let them out? <laughs> you, you, you net bees, and you've got a big cluster of them, uh, and eventually they are going to overpower this net and kind of break out of it. No, not the um, bees. But you have given some people time to, to, to get out of the way, basically. And now they're going to attack uh, you. And, it's fine. No, and as true. this is going on, you can see Tony looks very, very confused, and a group of these solidifies into the form of a person. Oh. And it says, in a voice that you might recognize, William, Well, well, if it ain't my old pal Tony and his novice apprentice, it's time for me to go on a crimes bee. How does he pull that off? He's magic. hate magic. So he, like, possessed a swarm entity of buzz? Speaking of which, uh, back at the museum. Uh So remember how that uh, swarm, when he got hit by that thing, split into two halves? Uh Uh-huh. Welcome to the second half. Yeah. And he looks up at the sky. Here I come to save my day. And a swarm swoops down. The cops that have guns on you get swooped up. Do you guys want to uh, respond to this? Because you're stuck in the ass. I, I was going to say. How about you, Darren? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to respond. 
You don't have to change a bee's density much to remove its ability to fly. <laughs> well, my thought was to float because I am one of the only ones that can fly yeah. and chase after them. So you're going to chase after the cops? Yeah. Okay. With, uh, furthermore, with Todd and Cooper in tow. <laughs> That's true. They're still tied they to me. They're still tied to me. You take off into oh, the sky no. after these guys. Mm-hmm. And this is... I think this is going to be a defend someone. So go ahead and roll plus savior. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to defend some cops here. Okie dokie. My savior is zero. Aww, oh dear. Four. You chase them um, a good couple of blocks. Mm-hmm. And eventually the bees just let the cops down on a rooftop. But they have successfully removed you from the situation mm-hmm. that is going on. Uh, <gasps> oh no! Back at the parking lot. Oh no! Speaking of which. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, back at the parking lot. Yeah. Hex being... Basically, as strong as you is trying to break out of this asphalt. Uh huh. Now you still have him gored, but he is just kind of like forcing himself up a little bit at a time, hauling you with him. Uh huh. Um, what do you do? Oh dear. So I need, to, I need to know what else is going on. Sure. There are a bunch of bro cycles who, at this point, are trying to get the Piro cosplayers out of the way. They're okay. trying to clear the parking lot. Good. The police officers that were here have now been re- removed by bees, and Darren has chased those, so it's just uh-huh. you and Hex. So it's just me and Hex. And a priceless T-Rex skeleton. Right. <laughs> oh no, it's doomed. <laughs> I know that means a lot, that skeleton means a lot to Darren. I'm going to try not to destroy it. But you know, you do what you gotta. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what can I do? I'm, can I like, look around to see if I can see any opportunities? Yeah, you can assess your situation. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I, that's a four. I don't think I assessed anything. So what kind of yeah. thing were you looking for? I was, I was looking for some, someone I mm-hmm. could call on to help. Todd Roman is over there, and he looks like he is ready to jump in despite his best interests. Uh, <sighs> you dare do I, danger Todd. Do I, know, do I know anything about Todd Roman? Because I don't think I've encountered him. You know that Todd. You know that Todd Roman is an internet celebrity. Okay. He's good at skateboards, and he's very social media, like and very like social justice conscious. Okay. I'm just gonna yell at someone to call the police. Todd's like, I'm gonna yell at Todd Roman. He just flew away. He's like, you got it, bear lady, and he jumps into the police cruiser and starts like playing with the radio. There we go. Okay. Uh, at this point, Hex has gotten himself, you know, free from free. the asphalt, and he's. Basically going to take a swing at you. Okay. Uh, it kind of clocks you in the head, which I'm not going to make you roll a blow for that, but you take a hit to the head. Sure. And he kind of looks over at the skeleton. Hmm, kind of need a ride out of here. And he starts heading towards it. Oh, I need to get myself out of the asphalt and get him away from that <laughs> skeleton. I am going to call that an unleashing your powers. Okay. You are overcoming an obstacle. Yes, I, need, I just need to get him away from that, that okay. skeleton. Ooh. Okay. Oh, that's no good. Unleashing your powers is plus freak. Uh-huh. So. Is that six? Well, that's let me just fine. make sure. Yes, I don't think I have anything to get me out okay. of this. That's fine. Go ahead and mark potential at least. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so six is where that lies. And you you do manage to break yourself out of the asphalt, but it takes you longer than you yeah. really should have. Maybe that clock in the head kind of slows you down a little bit. I'm a little bit dizzy. Um, by the time you are out, he is on the skeleton itself. <sighs> Um, he's kind of like up on the back, and you can see it starting to like shift and move as this uh, as his cybernetics start to encase it. <laughs> and it gives a roar, and he looks mm-hmm. over at you. Look, I know that uh, you have a way of doing things, and so do I. But I'm telling you, you don't want this fight right now. Don't tell me what I want, Tex-Tex! 
Cybersaurus Hex. I like Hex Hex better. Can I reject his influence? You can reject his influence. And actually, I was going to say he's trying to shift your labels. Okay. Um, so I'll tell you what he's trying to shift. Okay. He's trying to shift your danger down and your mundane up. Yeah, I want to reject that. Okay, go ahead and reject that influence. I don't know if I'm going to succeed, but... Oh, no. I did not, no, succeed. not I, succeed. I failed with a vengeance. Oh, so many bad rolls today. <laughs> so much potential. So, yeah, on a miss, his words hit you hard. God. Because Hex at this point has proven that he is way more tied into you than you thought. Yeah. He is way more capable than you thought he was. Uh-huh. And this is throwing you for a loop. It is. Um, so I think I think your danger is definitely going to go down. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think I think it is going to be danger down one day and up. Okay. And you have to mark a condition as well. Yeah. Um, what are you going to mark? I'm already insecure. So I think that's going to make me feel hopeless. Okay. So that does mark three conditions for me. It does. So at this point, uh, and I think this is narratively a good point for this to happen. Yes. At this point, he says that, and you like start to charge at him, and something in your software shuts down. Uh huh. And you find yourself unable to move as he stomps out of the parking lot on uh-huh. this giant, uh, you know, T Rex skeleton down the street. Picks up speed very, very quickly. So first off, those little spinning icons show up again. <laughs> Which one do you want? This is a bad time for a Windows update. This is a bad time for a Windows update. So which of these are you going to pick? I'm going to go with the Puma. The Puma. So first off, the one that you had, mark off. Yeah. So you can't use Rhino again until you've reset that somehow. Uh, And you are on Puma now. We'll get to what that means here in just a second. Mm -hmm. But as that happens, we get a couple of panels. Uh, Darren Mm -hmm. has just seen these bees drop these guys off, and you now see that they are circling back towards you. Tony Rex is now confronting a big swarm of bees with the two of you. And the Baroness is seeing the form of uh, Cybersaurus Hex trundle down the Uh the road. That is where we're going to stop that particular issue and pick (laughs) that up next time. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of flesh and bones and teeth. Give it your dollars. It is well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by me, Lenny, who eats dice when Jeremy isn't looking. You can find me on Instagram at catfood. William and Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram as Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder Brandt, on Instagram at Brandt Ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>